I know. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, oh, God. Alcohol. You disgust me. <laughs> that was some ASMR. Your disgusting meat bag and its various fluids and discharges. <laughs> Speaking of which... Well, I guess we'll get into it. I had an eye infection this week. Oh shit! Yeah, you had you were dealing with it before I, you I had left. A sty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like a, a tear duct that's yeah jammed up. It would in, in the night it would pop, and I would oh. wake up, and my whole eye would be crusted over. <laughs> and it got all irritated from that shit, you know. Oh man, yeah, that's so gnarly. It's still kind of itchy. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't have come here. I'm gonna give you my eye disease. <laughs> well, we were already in around each other, and yeah. I kept thinking that I was like, "Am I gonna? Am I touching his pipe and then gonna touch my eye? Don't do that! Don't do that!" Yeah, you have an immune system. You'll be fine. You Got to give it a workout once yeah, in a while. Yeah, you'll be good. All right, let's actually let's do this start shit. the. Thing. <laughs> Probably gonna have to keep that, and uh, it's, it's a good one. Little pre-roll thing. All right, ready? Yeah. The Royal Bowl's slow rolling boil rules. Today, Thursday, June 18th, 2020. Too many stooges. Too many stooges. Or, this is the problem with everything, episode 131. I am Holiday Rob. I am Loki Sapfoot, all up in your ear holes. And, uh, yeah, this was an episode. Yeah, it's a long one. It's a longy. It's kind of going to be in two parts. Uh, the first part's going to be a lot of movie talk, mostly our review of Ghostbusters. And a movie called Blood Quantum. Yeah. Our Ghostbusters review of, 2016. Yes. The extended cut of... Uh, <laughs> extended. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> extended. Those ladies got me extended. Kate <laughs> <laughs> McKinnon could extend me anytime. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that? Extenuating circumstances. My circumstances <laughs> extenuated when I look at her. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but she's also funny and super talented. We're not just looking at her. Okay, thank you. Sorry. That's part of the reason because <laughs> yeah, she's funny cause, and cause she's quirky and, and awesome. talented and yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're fanboying there for a second. Yeah. That was one thing I said. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Uh, sets my inner lesbian on fire. Yes, I will have her babies. She can impregnate my butt, and I will Arnold Schwarzenegger style. She'll peg squirt you. out her juniors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's very uh, uh, movie heavy. Well, what do you want to say about uh, Ghostbusters? No, I mean, uh, we, you'll hear all I have to say about Ghostbusters. <laughs> but uh, the so the first half of this episode is going to be some movie talk, mostly Ghostbusters. Uh, Rob talks about a movie called Blood Quantum, which sounds pretty sweet. I want to see it. It's great. Um, second half is going to be a little more serious. We're be talking about uh albuquerque protest shooting that fucking asshole yep um, that, that hit national world news it's yeah been a, it's been much discussed because this is actually i think the first shooting directly to come out of these current protests for is it 10 days away from a month i mean there's been shootings there's been people getting killed in the looting and stuff like that but this started out as a peaceful peaceful protest about these monuments i guess so yeah in that vein why well, I, I don't know we'll have to see we'll have to see how this all i, I don't out. know if it's the first but it's definitely some fucked up shit <laughs> and, and we'll talk and, about it and one of the most <laughs> well known right now contemporarily yeah. it's it's Speaking, going down it's been it's, a big deal it's yeah. like breaking bad but for protest shootings 
Yeah, another <laughs> another notch in our belt here in Albuquerque, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Yuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the second half. If you want to uh if you want to get get into the the nitty-gritty, you can fast forward through the first half of the podcast or just enjoy it all. Yeah, you catch could, it in two parts. If you want to you could fast forward, listen to that shit and then to cleanse your palate, go back and listen to the first half. There you go. We could have just edited it that way, but fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Cuz fuck the customer, that's why. <laughs> there might be a natural progression there, you don't know. Maybe we're talking about a bigger thing at the end of the day. Speaking of bigger things, Kate McKinnon. <laughs> 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 uh, I also tweeted that my favorite Leslie Jones is the Leslie Jones that doesn't scream all the time. She doesn't really scream that much. She in the really movie. doesn't. Just the trailer makes it look that way. Yeah. That one shitty scene. I just I, the power I, of Patty compels you. <laughs> and even that wasn't like as bad as it was in the context of the of the trailer. That, like yeah. the, the possession scene was actually kind of funny. It was actually <laughs> it was okay. It was it was good Melissa McCarthy moment. Much like, like the whole movie's problem, it was almost there. Was, yeah, and then yeah. it just right at the finish line. <laughs> uh, no. Nope. Didn't didn't quite reach didn't it. Didn't get there. I um I live tweeted that, so if you ever want to check out my Twitter, it's at Holiday Rob and it's pretty much across the board. There's a couple B's. Instagram is one of them and uh SoundCloud. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> Holiday Rob. So sometimes it has two Bs. Sometimes there's only one in yeah. Rob, depending yeah. on the platform and what screen name was available at the time. Yeah. You'll depending figure on, it depending out. Depending on who stole my... Here's the thing to do. Just go to Sapfoot <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, because that shit's universal. And then search, like, my friends, or I don't know how it works, but search through me, you will find Rob. Stalk him, but don't stalk him. Yeah, stalk me. Light, light stalking. Yeah, well, I, you can you can stalk me online. Don't you know, show up to my house, please. <laughs> yeah, stalk him, but don't be from <laughs> from the hometown. Yeah, stalk him from afar. Yeah, everybody likes a good stalking from afar. <laughs> I feel like that's going to happen to me. My whole speaking of that Albuquerque protest, you know, I, I was one of the first people that was like, "Let's figure this shit out and." put stuff up and yeah i don't know it, it really left me open to not only did i block one guy but he got a different made a different account just so he could continue fighting with me what so, an honor uh, yeah i kind of felt like i leveled up a just little bit. for you he <laughs> made a whole new account i don't maybe he had two i don't know but that one got blocked as well <laughs> i was like "Ooh, i've got an incel stand and then i blocked him <laughs> well yeah, let's kick it off with the song, a Batwings song. This was a band that we had uh, forty years ago, a million years ago. Yeah, in the before time, <laughs> before, back before the before the COVIDs, the days of disease and revolution. We had a band, <laughs> and then the crystal cracked. <laughs> yeah somebody dropped the snow globe now shit's all fucked up thanks a lot <laughs> but, thanks a lot uh, Orson Welles but, but hopefully America will be great again soon and we can get back to <laughs> we will we will grate all the cheese America will be will grate all the cheese oh jeez make America great cheese again I'm moving to Wisconsin fuck this shit I uh, literally have squeaky cheese curds from Wisconsin in Hot my fridge damn I want that inside my face well we're gonna go eat some of that but let's yeah. play these let's play these fools a song before they go on this long ass trek with us it's yeah. a trek man yeah it is you'll make it through though you'll be better for it I feel like maybe or or or, or you'll help the flame wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
yeah, so let's play this Batwing song. Uh, Batwings, uh, excuse me, Batwings for Lab Rats. The song is called Monster. It Monster. was the first track on our second album, and it goes like this. Check check. Check it check 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 check. Check 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 check. Eject 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 eject. He jack dejectedly he checked the eject. Eject dejected he checked the eject. All right. Okay. There we there we are. I think yeah. Does this work? Sounds great. Delicious, tasty, yeah, brand new, fresh, fresh. Um, we're drinking beer. Drinking beer up in here. 
smoking pot. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're talking about. We're talking about Ghostbusters. Let's talk about go. This go, motherfucker. Go this motherfucker here tells me there's this new cut, the supposed new cut of the 2016 Ghostbusters. He says, he says you got to rent it. You got to pay four dollars, and you can see it. It's supposed to be better than the theatrical release. I'm like, all right. I watched that shit when it came out. Not in the theater. I saw it. You didn't see it in the theater? No. Me I and, thought you did for some reason. Me and my friend Adam, uh, he rented it and we watched it. We got super, super high at his house and watched it. And uh, it sucked. I tried real hard to like it. I was in denial for a day. Like, yeah, that was kind of good. I, you know. <laughs> I was trying to overlook a lot of things. Trying to chalk a lot of things up. Couldn't do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I'm watching it again last night. And I'm like, I don't notice anything different. Yeah. This all seems exactly the same to me. <laughs> it's like beat for beat. Like every single scene. I'm like, no, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Check, check, check. So I Google, like, what's the difference, you know, between the, the theatrical cut and the extended cut. Yeah. And it's the, about 30 minutes. Yeah, no, yeah. But the, the things that it lists, I'm like, I remember that from the first time I watched this. I must have already seen the extended cut. Adam must have rented the extended <laughs> cut. It must not be new. It must have been out. And I think that's what happened. So you tricked me into paying $4 <laughs> to watch the same shitty movie again. So you loved it. Here's the thing. I don't, I mean, I hate it, but the reason I hate it is because it's almost good. There are parts of it. The performances of the four main ghostbusters all fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like they're all great. If they were in a real movie, shit would be great. (laughs) Okay. So I mean, I, it was the first time I had seen it. I didn't, I didn't see it in theaters either. There was nothing that attracted me to it. The trailer made it look horrible. I mean, just people yelling and slap bad slapstick and, um, but, but I want to, I want, I want to try and sing some praises first. Okay. So I actually live tweeted it while I was watching it for the first time. And, um, yeah, cast a plus man i mean you can't that such a cool cast everybody i there was nobody i wasn't okay so we can get to homages my favorite was slimer i just and lady slimer yeah they made a lady yeah. slimer and, was, and, has there ever been a lady slimer like, in the, like in the cartoon yeah because the cartoon was good for one season and then it got shitty when they changed it to slimer and the yeah. ghostbusters yeah i hated that yeah horse shit that was terrible you, you watch it for the Ghostbusters. You watch it for their for their chemistry together. They're hilarious. They're funny. Um, so uh, obviously, cast was a good one. Uh, the okay, this is going to be weird for me to um, really want to compliment this movie for maybe, but the pacing of it, it wasn't like I, I don't know the theatrical. I can imagine was a shit show. They were trying to like stuff everything in, but the pacing on this was like very 
steady and not just like hurry we're trying to get to next plot point we're trying to get to next plot point it never yeah. felt rushed like that i can't which, argue with that which which i really love because in modern movies like contemporary movies it's it, they're just cut so quickly like hurry let's get to the next plot point let's get to the next plot point so yeah uh who'd imagine uh sony which fucked up spider-man um might release a shitty version of this into the theaters you know well, an even worse version of uh, this. the original ghostbusters is real dry right yeah. that's i mean there's no nothing is goofy in it really i mean there's a few goofy moments but the characters can be goofy and mick rick moranis was pretty goofy that's true i guess with that exception he's pretty he over was, the top he was so good <laughs> but here's the thing kate mckinnon's pretty great though she's awesome yeah i think i'm in love <laughs> yeah, but too. uh <laughs> i don't think she's into dudes is she no or is she bi i don't know i don't I, know anything don't know. about her i don't either but I don't uh that's uh, just my gaydar. She seems like she doesn't like me. Doesn't yeah. like my kind. <laughs> but uh, with the exception of uh, of Rick Moranis in the first one, there's no, or in the original one, there's yeah. no goofy wackiness. Right. It's it's there's no Dumb and Dumber, Three Stooges, Ace Ventura shit going on. I mean, you know? Slimer causes some mayhem, but it's closer to mayhem than it is just like slap yeah. sticky wackiness there i yeah, i it's i did want the end and maybe <clears throat> i don't this is going to be spoilers if you haven't seen, cares. It, if you haven't seen <laughs> it um but at the end i was kind of hoping for a big ectoplasm finish just a i mean not not with that kind of thing in mind but um but ejaculate just, <laughs> yeah but oh man shit fuck we, we got we went that low already huh <laughs> but but no i just meant like because I didn't really appreciate the the library scene as much when she gets when when um, Kristen Wiig's character gets all um, oh, yeah. alien good on or uh, alien ghost good ghost good yeah uh, but there there is that in the original too which is which is what makes it fun I mean Slimer hits them and they get slimed I mean it, thus his it's name, so his name. it's so gratuitous and over the top and played for played for goofiness. And but here's the thing. Well, you can say like there's points of slapstick, like he slimed me and nice shooting text and all that shit. Yeah. Like, 1984 Ghostbusters is grounded. Everything's dry. None yeah. of the characters, like I said, except for Lewis Tully, are like uh, Three Stooges. Well, you were saying like the world is everybody in the world is grounded. Like there's, right. there's more. So when ghosts start showing up, it is fantastical. And like you identify with real people who would be in these situations. Right. Like, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like, they're like the everyman. Like you can put yourself in their position. But in this, in this one, every single fucking character is one of the three stooges. The whole movie is like the hundred stooges. Like it's. In, in fact, the really kind of straight, played for straight characters are few far and few between there was the the one you were talking about grand grandma tarkin right um, which i mean that character doesn't even really need to be in it all he does is fire her like that's his only function in the movie right it 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 does it does meander the the overall script is not very i don't i didn't find it very strong i was kind of yeah you know it, it was it was a bit by the numbers and predictable in some bare ways. bones it was just um 
It was like it was just there for them to hang their improvs on. What, what I will say, though, whenever they had a chance to do some problem solving, which, again, was like maybe once or twice, that was when you could see some like character stuff going on. That's when you could see like, oh, these are characters that I actually might like. Um, in the extended cut, there was this great joke when they try and get the original where the Ghostbusters, you, you know... Um, headquarters used to is be. that not in the theatrical one because that shit was hilarious i can imagine it might not be but that really? was, that was that's one of the good jokes <laughs> in the movie I, I don't know i don't have a clue i've never seen it but it just seemed like that that would have they would have sacrificed that for, yeah so they they go to the like you think they're about to get the firehouse you know the, with, the, with the stripper pole yeah, the real estate <laughs> agent tell, tells uh what's her name aaron Kristen wigg's character yeah so it tells her the rent and she responds dollars a month fuck you <laughs> what i mean yeah. wow <laughs> see that was good now like i could i think if the movie had been the world had been grounded like the original ghostbusters yeah yeah. Which maybe like you're talking about how the pacing wasn't rushed. Maybe that was their attempt at mimicking the first Ghostbusters. Th- that I could I could feel that kind of through the editing too. Like just having right. seen it recently in a theater, the the original Ghostbusters. But it might have worked if though if the four main characters were as goofy as they were, if everyone else was like a normal person. Because yeah. then because then it would also help with them being ostracized. Like right. the whole outsider thing, like that that they tried to play on that. They, I mean, they failed. They, it was ham fisted <laughs> as fuck. You know, it's like the Spider Man thing, like where everyone hates them, but they're saving them, but they can't say it because if they say it, it'll ruin them saving it. Which is fine. Like that's a good uh, superhero, fantastical ghost fighting movie trope to use, but they failed. <laughs> it's not go. good. Um, I did like the the design of all the gadgets. First of all, I liked the gadgets and I liked the the designs of them. They looked fucking cool. They felt kind of as a nod to the original Ghostbusters in some ways. Kind of mm-hmm. that kind of that uh, post postmodern. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Clockwork. Um, uh, steampunk. Steampunk ish. You know, vibe a little bit. Yeah, or uh, definitely homemade to some degree. So that was that was very DIY. Yeah, yeah. Which I I, I loved all that stuff with Holtzman with uh, Kate, Kate McKinnon's character. character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that shit, Jinx. <laughs> all that shit was great. Like all of her tinkering and when she made the makes the Nutcracker at the very like <laughs> during the credits. It's like one of the outtakes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> what is that for? <laughs> I call it the Nutcracker. Oh, it grabs the ghost, but no, it just cracks nuts. <laughs> it's for walnuts. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, I did make a I did I did make a mean joke. Uh, I bet Bill War- Murray wishes he'd signed off on Ghostbusters three, low those many years ago. Yeah, man, he <laughs> looks miserable in his cameo. Just I mean, barely there. Just not even wanting to. Just mumbling the lines. He sits down for no reason. It was like he's like, yeah, I'll do it. But I'm not gonna stand. <laughs> so they just like set a chair in the middle of the room for it's awkward. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about that. The the Red Sox ghost was pretty good. The Boston fan in the bar. I don't um, remember that. Uh, I can't remember what he says, but he's like, but he's like, what am I doing in New York? 
Oh, I missed that. It's fucking great. That was so funny. Um, so yeah, and I thought Bill Murray's Bill Murray's cameo didn't need a, the the scene where he gets killed or whatever, thrown out the window. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was supposed to show us that that Aaron is struggling with her anger and her like emotions over this whole thing or whatever. But like, because all the other Ghostbusters had little cameos, like yeah. little two line things. Like right. Ernie Hudson comes in at the end, pissed that his he's, niece he's, fucked up the car. Yeah, Patty, it's Patty's great. uncle. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was <great>. awesome. <laughs> and then, and, then uh, and Dan Aykroyd is the cab driver. I'm not, I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> it's great. No, Cheesy, exactly what it needed to be. It's great. But then Bill Murray, he's on TV talking about how he is a skeptic. Right. That could have been it. That uh, should have yeah, been it. They been didn't it. need to do the, it was gratuitous. That, that was one thing I said. Um, some of the homages are a bit too on the nose or self-aware. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously Slimer is great. And frankly, if they had only had Slimer, if, if Slimer was the only thing they kept, that would have been cool enough. Yeah. You know, they had to do it though they had the um what i did like too was the design for the ultimate ghost at the end the giant of course the the, the necessary logo. giant yeah yeah i really liked the design of it i thought i thought of all the things that one looked really fucking cool yeah that's uh, and that's what's so frustrating because i'm sitting here excited about all these things in the movie but they don't amount to much <sighs> yeah and the whole thing like it, it it either looked at any time like it was like inflorescent lighting or like it was like a like 1995 R.L. Stein hologram book cover. You know what I mean? Like like a Nickelodeon game show lighting, like neon black light hologram shit. Yeah. Like it, it looked shitty. I couldn't. I don't know what they were going for. I don't know, but you uh, a little tidbit of interesting information. So the the library um, scene at the beginning, right? Well, it was it wasn't a library. It was or, a, a, a historic house. mansion. Yeah, yeah, but a haunted mansion, like a historic haunted mansion type dealy dealy. Thanks. Um, but the that that lady that comes out and slimes Aaron. Um, in that scene, it's that yeah. as an actual it was Aldridge, Lady Aldridge. It's actually a real person. Oh, really? Like for quite a few of the ghosts, they're actually real people that are, you know, people based and stuff like that. They've got makeup on and everything. It's just the, it is that the. Oh, scene, you mean the the effect was a real person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant it was based on a real story. Oh, oh no, no, no. I was like, really? Because that's fucking cool. <laughs> no, from a technical standpoint of uh, a, of movie making, a, yeah. a practical effect. Yeah, uh, you know, with a ton almost CGI over too much layer of CGI. I think to some degree, everything was glowing. It looked like a video game, like you know, like in a video game where you mean a cut the graphics. No, I mean like during gameplay where like the graphics are like color coded. Like yeah. stuff that glows yellow, you have to use your Y button weapon on, like that kind of <laughs> shit. That's how the movie looked. It's like there's like blue ghosts and green ghosts and orange ghosts. It was very saturated. I didn't like very... the look of it. Oh, there it is. There's my phone. Sorry. Take a drink. <laughs> so when you, it's when you. Um, this is a drinking game, so it happens once every every game. So you have to take a, you have to yeah. drink every game. I gotta drink when my phone goes off. Every game. Am I calling this a game? It's all a game, man. Uh, Life is a game. Um. Yeah, I think that was kind of it. Um, the cast was great. Oh, did so you notice the? Those uh, are all my good. Those are all my good. 
tweets anyway. I think it's in like one of the first scenes, the the uh, the bust of Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, and I fucked that up. I said Spangler instead of um, Egon. Well, that's his last name, Egon Spangler. Oh, Egon. Oh, okay. You're good. You got it. Why? Well, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, okay. You were on it. Is there? I mean, I I don't think. Well, were they? That's the question. Were they trying for a one-to-one comparison of the different Ghostbusters? To each character? Yeah. Like, was Aaron supposed to be the more spanglery? No. So here's how I would, if you had to choose. The obvious ones, Holtzman is Egon. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, Winston and Patty. I mean... And then uh, the other two are a little trickier, but I think you got to go... Vankman is uh, Abby, okay, and Ray is uh, Aaron. I think that's that's how you'd break it down. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Because Abby is more of the Joker, yes. and and Aaron's like the straight man, kind of as much as you can in this group. Like I said, everyone's a stooge Every- in this movie, but <laughs> everyone's a stooge. That you know that that might be a great title for this one. Too many stooges. Like when the and I get that they were trying to do like a girl power thing, and that's fine. Like I don't have a problem with that being the thing, but fucking stupid like when the the fbi agents or whatever cia or whatever they were yeah come and they're like goofy like cartoon character like dude dudes dudes you know what i mean like dumb men or it's just like (laughs) it was too over the top like i could have seen like a touch of it could have been good to make the point but it was just so ham-fistedly like the he runs back to the car all like looking like a like six-year-old and then he tries to sit on the other guy's lap and the guy's like come on man and he oh sorry like they're just bumbling <laughs> morons like you know like i'm fine with the the idea of uh hemsworth his character being the, stupid being a mimbo yeah, like that's funny. Like it's that is funny. He, he, a man and he just stumbles into everything because he's so beautiful and perfect that, and tall yeah, if, and if they white. Had, if they had worked that jaw. worked that a little bit better, you know, like you had made a comparison to a character in Thirty Rock, John Hamm. Yeah, he's a, a mimbo, right. but he keeps failing upwards because of his good looks, kind of right deal. It's the same idea because because with Hemsworth. Like I love Chris Hemsworth. He he does a great performance, you know, for whatever he's given in this. But uh, he tries. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> and uh, and um, but I, I kept thinking, like, well, how does does I hope this? How does this character keep his money? He seems like somebody that could be talked out of like his wallet real easily. Well, that's even the main <laughs> characters, the scientists. Like I get they're quirky. Yeah, but they're just straight up morons. Like. I, I don't know. I can't think of the example to drive that point home, but <laughs> so many times it's, it's just, uh. let's see if I have. Okay. So, so now, so now this is, these are my issues with the movie as I was going through it. Um, I can't tell if these jokes are supposed to be bad or if I should laugh. Well, I think a I, lot of it was improv. They just were kind of, that's why I said like there was just a, the script was like a loose skeleton to hang there. Um, there was, a, 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 I thought that an okay joke was a, <laughs> was a queef joke. Um, yeah, that was good. That was pretty, that was pretty, even though I was like, and uh, that was early on. Too, that was, right? yeah, that kind of, that was, that was a bit, 
I feel like they. I liked it. They were, they were trying to go a little too fast. I don't know. I, no, I liked it. I think that because it established Holtzman is not giving a fuck, you know? Yeah. I liked it. Uh, the thing I hated the most, the thing I would love to see on the editing floor forever uh, is the dean of the college scene. Um, the the college that Abby works at. Yes. The whatever, yeah. fake well, college. Well, they're going to go ask for funding and they're like, oh, we don't even know. We didn't even know you were still... We're still giving money to you, which is funny as That's, a concept. Yeah, which is, and so yeah. you got to play it. You got to play it like that, where he's like, "Well, no, I don't think I can do it." Instead of just like, basically, all he does is flip them off. That's like it. Yeah. Well, why? So, why does that character need to be wacky? It doesn't. It's so it's, it needs an, the opposite. Annoying. Like it's so. Their their excuses for why he should not just boot him out should be the hilarious thing. Not him just being like like. I'm going to flip you off like I'm 13 you, years old. You can make him like incompetent and uh, overconfident, you know, as the dean of a shitty school that shouldn't even exist because it's like a, you know, like a what, Trump University kind of thing. Right. Like you can do that without him being one of the three stooges. Like that's what I'm saying. But it, but like, that part just felt like it was written by like a 12 year old who was, right. who had just learned about what middle fingers were and was just like, I'm going to put this in a, and so whoever's fault well, that was, fuck that. That was terrible. That was I, awful. I almost, and I don't know, this is me speculating, but I feel like they, they launched that first trailer right where they showed that it was going to be female ghostbusters for the first time yeah and a bunch of assholes were like fuck that it can't be women which yeah fuck those assholes it could have been great <laughs> yeah but i feel like they tried to ride that as their marketing scheme of this like this girl power a lot of people have said that thing and i think that they even tried to put that into the movie to some degree and the jokes were decent. Like, there's a couple jokes where it's like, oh, you can't read what people say on the internet. Like, <laughs> I don't know. One. When I they first launched their business and, like, the first uh, on their commercial or whatever, the first comment is like, ladies can't fight ghosts. Like, that's funny. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, but then it's just... I, yeah. Damn. I, yeah. Those were there were there were nuggets like that. Nuggets, but they right. were far and few between. There are really funny moments and good, good, but, good but stuff like I, that. I think they took it too, maybe not too far, but too just blatant and obvious. I with said, the I, the villain being kind of incel ish. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, the, the, what what's funny about that is kind of the the, the uproar that happened. Not because of that character, but just because the actual incels just want to be angry about that stuff. So I, I, I guess I thought that was like pretty funny and very, very like conceptually, but they still have to make a movie. And it was, I don't know. That maybe there's a better way to do that character. I said the best jokes are the ones that are more with more subtle moments. Like, you know, not, not just like, ah, we're just making right. a joke and then saying another funny line, unfunny line and another unfunny line. And like, which, and I'm not saying it has to mimic the original Ghostbusters. It can, I mean, to some degree, it can be its own thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's called Ghostbusters <laughs> and is but, the same story. So, like, but if you want to do some ad libbing, write some good jokes, write some, right. That's, that, there's, there's no reason why they couldn't have done a couple table reads with the, that kind of talent well, and, some and kind of, of improv some really good jokes together. And some of the stuff they kept makes me think that the decision 
in the editing process had to do with, oh, we need to bring this girl power narrative up more because that's how we're going to sell this. So when they kept, like, the, what's the, the classic example of a shitty joke from this movie? When she's, when they're fighting the the incel guy when he's a ghost and she go, she says, uh, get your virginity out of the lost and found. Like, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. Obviously, it was an ad lib. Yeah. Because if you were in in a writer's room and someone was pitching that, I mean, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a writer. But I would think if someone pitched that joke, someone else would immediately be like, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, moving on. But it's like (laughs) they had footage of her ad-libbing that, and then they're like, oh, that's that seems more like anti-incel crowd. Like, let's... Put, leave that in to yeah. you know what i mean to, to take a jab or whatever it, it felt a lot like uh like suits meddling trying to oh this this is how it's we're gonna sell it it's gonna it's gonna be this girl power narrative which the movie could have had that and it could have been fine but they they played themselves yeah and i think what I, you know like i like i said a better script if you want to ad lib with that better script, cut cut it to script and then just a fuller script. The story was fine, you know. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's always good to have a good hero's journey. Like, yeah, what, what, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a, there's a reason these tropes are continue because they're they work and they're good right. and I, I, people I enjoy them. I don't need my Ghostbusters all female reboot to be Game of Thrones. Like, I don't need twists and turns. You know, like <laughs> it's fine. Just some thought and some effort, especially into the comedy of it. And, right. And and that, I think, um, at the end of the day, though, I think, um, so So what, spur, what What caused me to want to check this out was because there's a guy I follow on YouTube, and he's called Renegade Cut. No money for promotion. Um, and he does these videos that are like analysis, either analysis or sometimes analysis and analog with what's going on contemporarily or he always brings that stuff around so like with black panther he was talking about like afro uh afrofuturism like what would have happened if africa hadn't had to deal with european colonization yeah in order to tell that story though you have to kind of paint a good picture of the past so people understand like how bad it was and so you get a lot of that kind of history and then they kind of talk about where the movie's trying to get at and where it's coming from and stuff like that but anyway I like a lot of what he does and he has a lot of good analysis and it's really creepy. Some of the stuff he talks about, cause he literally will talk about fascism and, and other things like that. Which, I'm not a fan of fascism. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm finding <laughs> it's not fun. Um, so he said his, his thing was ghostbusters 2016 extended cut is actually good. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought the humor overall, I, I just was like not impressed. I, say, I said, I can imagine the theatrical cut did, didn't do anything good to help this movie. The cast was great. The jokes were pretty average. The script was mediocre at worst. And the pacing was great. It was fun, but it didn't require full attention. Kids might love it. And at one yeah. point in the watching of it, I was like, well, maybe this just isn't for me anymore. Like, this is just not geared towards me. And And, and I'll tell you. What my ultimate problem with that, if that's the case, if this is more geared towards younger, you know, like younger viewers, kids and stuff like that, is that they kind of think in this country, we think kids are stupid because I've been watching like quite a bit of like Studio Ghibli stuff and 
those those in the United States are considered movies for kids and they do play them for kids. I mean, they're, you know, kids can see these movies. I don't know about some of them maybe that are more violent, but I don't think, I think the Japanese have just as violent shit as we do, if not worse. <laughs> oh yeah. That anime shit is horrific. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, so like they don't talk down to their kids as much, you know, and a lot, and a lot in, in Europe, we noticed that when we were there for like a month is that they talk to kids like they don't, you know, there's no baby talk or like, that's how I try to be when I interact with children. You know? Right. Yeah. I like, I, I liked it when adults did that with me, but liked- having interacted with children, I do have to dispute your earlier point. Kids are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they're stupid, but you don't have to treat them as stupid. They're you know? as stupid as me, but even dumber. So think about that. I don't know. It just, it just, if that, if this is supposed to be geared towards kids to me at the end of the day, which what bothers me the most is that we talk down to children so much. Well, so here's the thing. The reason the original Ghostbusters movie was such a huge hit is that it was for kids and adults simultaneously. Yeah. It had a blowjob joke that a kid would that would go right over a kid's head. They wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. You know, it had Bill Murray being a creep, which I didn't even realize till the hundredth time I watched the movie what a fucking predator he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like He is a fucking creep. <laughs> but, but for the kids, it has the adventure and the ghost fighting and all yeah. the contraptions and the... Kids don't care about that shit. Yeah, like it's it bridges that gap in a way that keeps adults and kids entertained throughout, and that's that was part of the brilliance of it. Like, it, I don't know what they were. Obviously, they were going for some adult shit. They had a queef joke in the first five minutes of right, the movie, right? Like, which I thought was like, well, that's odd if this is like directed at kids. I'm just saying, if this is directed at kids, it's it's talking down to them, and yeah. I and I get the people that like to like to hear people yell that's hilarious or like just really that was another one i said how did how did um how did buster keaton do uh slapstick comedy so much better almost 100 years ago than they did in this film like uh, up your up uh, just make it clever make it put some effort into it and that that was the i think that was the biggest thing about the sh- biggest shortcoming is it's just like put some fucking effort into See, the movie th- that's what was so frustrating for me as a huge ghostbusters fan yeah. it was set the background first of all when i was a little kid i would wake up early enough to watch that shit before school yeah. When I was like four years old, you know, the movie. Yeah. The whole movie. You'd watch the whole movie. Before. I mean, I don't remember. But you put it on. It. Yeah. Y- you know, continue it. Cause it was videotapes back then. You could just put it in. Right. It, out. it would yeah. save uh, your spot. I have every word <laughs> pretty much memorized to both Ghostbusters movies. You can do it. You can talk along to the, yeah. To the movie. So as a huge, huge Ghostbusters fan, like I really wanted to like this one, and that's what was so frustrating is that I liked everything that happened. Yeah, the story I'm fine with, the characters I'm fine with, the villain cool. Like I like all the choices that were made story wise, but watching them slog through it without finishing making it, like it's like <laughs> they just here's kind of what we want to do. Okay, go. And the actors were like, okay, we'll try. (laughs) I don't know. It just, that's because everything it's like, Oh, this is cool. And then, no, no, they fumbled it again. They dropped it. Like when, uh, when, uh, Hemsworth gets possessed by the ghost and like, 
you know that I like that idea, all that shit, but it's just. I don't know. I feel like I'm a broken record, you know? <laughs> I, they tried and they failed. Yeah. Because, and that's, and that's what I think your theory of, of even, you're right, you're right. The theatrical cut must be horrific. Yeah. Because this one is so frustrating because it's like, it feels like someone got together and was like, we have this idea to make a female Ghostbusters. It's really cool. Yeah. We have this story. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. Let's make it. And then all these studio fucks seem to have gotten involved and just driven it into the ground. But, just, but this was written and directed by Paul Feig, the guy who did um, uh, Freaks and Geeks is, is one of the, maybe like 40 year old virgin is a more recent one. And like, maybe maybe it's that if you put certain restrictions like i'm sure the studio is like we need a pg or pg-13 out of this you know because then we can get and that's why the theatrical what was it do you know uh the rating of this movie uh i think it was pg-13 um that would make sense i believe so probably it, the the rating system has gotten much more conservative over the years like you know you, you get away with titties and a fucking in pg once upon a time a la weekend of bernie's and benny and june yeah. <clears throat> and titties? Uh, really yeah they had in in the first weekend at bernie's not the second not the more well-known classically second where they got it better even better than they did the first time Except, except evil Hollywood liberals <laughs> brainwashing our sweet white children of the corn. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, I forgot where I was going with that, but sorry, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, ratings, uh, getting, uh, trying to get him to get it down to a PG, PG 13. Uh, well, so yeah, the, the reason they did the theatrical cut was because you can show, have more showings of it in a day. You know, instead of instead of that making it shorter, you mean? Yeah, the extended cut, which is two minutes, two hours and thirteen minutes, um, which is you know that's that's a good amount to sit through. Like uh, there were a couple points towards the middle where I was like, "Oh man, this is kind of going still, isn't it?" Like there wasn't there you you could have trimmed some fat. Like fuck the dean, hated that guy character like get him out of well, there and then they care. brought him back later right with another dumb gag where i mean it was kind of funny I, I, in a microcosm in right. a vacuum yeah. but didn't need to be there i was like he should give his sound out soundcloud link i that mean part. that's basically what it was yeah yeah which is funny showing him being an incompetent dean right but too much wackiness i just and i don't get the like mean-spiritedness of of him like like you say bumbling buffoonish would be so much more fun because then you could actually i don't know kind of enjoy that if he tried to play it straight not like well it seemed like so he's supposed to be the guy that says you're poor scientists you know (laughs) yeah your methods are sloppy (laughs) i don't know i don't have it all memorized like i used to but your theories are the worst kind of whatever he says. Five-year-old you is weeping now. Yeah, I know. But because <laughs> it, it's supposed to be that guy, right? And the progression of the it's loosely based, you know, sort of. On which the, I'm yeah. On the original. I'm fine with them. I like stuff like that. I liked how the Walking Dead show was loosely based on the comic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're getting a whole new version of the thing. Like, yeah. A, a second draft or a fifth draft or whatever. Yeah. Like in the Alternate universe. But same, same, similar things. 
Yeah. Why did? Yeah. There's no need for that that character's function. There's no need for him to be wacky like that. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something for everybody out there. If you if you do want to watch it and do want to check it out, and I don't know whether I recommend it or not. I don't care either way, honestly. Um, <laughs> but if you do watch it, you might watch it with a kid and just see if it's any more interesting than than just by yourself. Because like I I was losing my interest, but a kid might actually be like, "Yeah, this is actually kind of fun." And then you can be like, "Hey, you thought that was fun? Let's see these old dudes." <laughs> and they're gonna make a dick joke a queef and a dick joke <laughs> which also might be a a good title <laughs> a queef and a dick joke a queef and a dick joke it's like a, a shot in a beer a queef and a dick joke did you um did you find any of it kind of creepy scary or spooky which oh. i kind of did the original to some degree there were moments like yeah. that yeah no i mean it's hard to s- would i now find the original scary or do i just think of it that way because i saw it when i was four years old you right. know yeah i don't know i don't think that the nickelodeon color coloring palette yeah i don't think that helped the neon black light yeah laser tag looking looking ass i did notice they did try to put it in there somehow to try and give it a little bit of the creepiness you mean the creepiness and the jump scares a little bit but but again did they like when i mean i guess the vomiting of the ectoplasm that that scene um i guess that's really there might have been a couple of couple of menacing moments during the whole uh ghost orgy part when you weren't doing thriller oh the uh i thought the the character designs of the like the floats when the macy's that, day parade attacked him that was pretty that cool it was cool that when was patty's pretty... like or i think it was patty that said it, it was like was the macy's day parade <laughs> yeah, on halloween yeah. or something yeah. <laughs> like, like that yeah. shit those looked cool like yeah <laughs> there were some good ghost designs yeah and I, in fact i think all the art other than the the color and the lighting was good yeah and and similar enough to the original to you, you know you know you know what you didn't like about it is the fact that a lot of those new york's street moments especially i think like in the bigger new york areas those were green screened so they were actually green screened and then they recreated everything digitally you know one thing i noticed in the background of times square that pissed me off was a Twinkie ad referencing a line <laughs> from the original Ghostbusters movie. Oh, In the background, it, say? it yeah. says, that's a big Twinkie or something. <laughs> or I think it just said, that's a big, and then was a picture, picture of a, of a Twinkie. Twinkie. I, I think I remember seeing that, yeah. So infuriating. <laughs> right up there with ads on baseball uniforms. Fuck you. I don't, <laughs> fuck you. And there was a lot of product placement shit. Once like, you pop, you can't. And yeah, I was like, I so unnecessary. That's how they fun movies these days. That's how uh, art is done these days. That's how sports are yeah, done these days. That's how everything is shit. done these days. That is what capitalism will do to you. Yeah. It will make a whore of everybody. Yeah. No, no thank you. Capitalism win. Um, well, I brought up the spookiness of it because I, I did watch a, I don't know if I'd call it a scary movie, and you did talk about The Walking Dead, but Blood Quantum, which was um, which is a Canadian movie, Jeff Barnaby, 2020. Um, they have it on Shudder. Oh, okay, so, I think I have access to that. 
Maybe no, I'll watch it. No, uh, oh, you should. I would love to hear your thoughts about it next week because, um, I mean, I gave you, like, not a spoiler. I already knew that going into it um, for that movie. But uh, uh, let me give you the opening scene, and, and then you'll watch it, and you'll be like, oh, okay. You know, because I think we've had some, like, we've talked about zombie fatigue, especially how The Walking Dead started out pretty strong drug you know the second season was a slog but then it kind of picked back up and was pretty good up until post terminus and then post terminus it kind of i don't know i guess it lost me um it, yeah you couldn't you couldn't really top that except when you started bringing in negan and they kind of they just didn't do as good as the comic on that i'm sorry i like, mean you can't well, you can't ratings wise. Yeah, you definitely can't do it for TV. Like Negan is a character that was not made for TV. He was—he's not a TV character. When he said you're pegged, <laughs> when he, in the comic he says you're fucked all the time. Saying you're pegged doesn't have. I mean, it's pretty gnarly, but <laughs> yeah. But there's a reason the word fuck is like one of the fuck and cunt are ultimates because <laughs> they're guttural. Uh, yeah, and they have hard. hard k- k- they're o- they're old old words too. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of curse words is Anglo-Saxon versus fornication French. under consent consent of the king. Right? <laughs> That's what fuck is. You know this? No, no I've heard that That's, before. But I, I don't not. know. That was not true, probably. But they say fuck come the meaning sex. Yeah, is an acronym fornication under consent of the king meaning that the king had approved your marriage and so you could then procreate yeah back in the day when the king was like the head of the english church that's what that shit means supposedly i don't know if it's true no it's got it's got its dramatic roots in the in the word flicken i believe is flicken hoopen boken gurken yeah <laughs> that makes sense fuck sounds german um so yeah it's it's got ger- germanic roots it's anglo it's anglo-saxon it's saxon yeah. i guess um but uh yeah i don't know how i learned all that stuff but yeah uh blood quantum is kind of interesting so you're 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 gonna deal with a lot of natives it's about canadian natives and zombies and so the opening scene begins with the guy who's fishing and he's got like salmon and he's cleaning them and so it's like guts and fish and stuff it's kind of gnarly he's an older viscera he's an older dude an older gentleman no no lines of dialogue he is on his third fish gutting it you know and cutting it open and throwing the guts out and then they start flopping zombie fish zombie fish what? happens with a dog too later on oh shit yeah so so this is like uh, resident evil movie universe rules where every animal can get it you know they have birds attacking them when they're in that bus and that definitely runners as well oh shit running zombies you know my theory on that the way I think it would go down yeah. if there were zombies, because I think the way it would work is that early on the zombies would run, right? They'd be fast, and then as they would decay you know, over a few weeks or days or however long, they'd start breaking down. Yeah, the rigor mortis would set in. Ooh, not the mortis. Yeah, <laughs> that that mortal rigor would set in. And they would uh, they'd start being the shamble, shambling zombies, right. walking or uh, Night of the Living Dead style. But I think the first like couple days or whatever, half a day that they were a zombie, I think they'd be like the twenty eight days later, just balls to the wall, like running, doing at you. anything, never getting tired. Yeah. 
but I think I don't think it would last long. I think they'd become shambling because they're still a dead body. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. No, I agree. I uh, I like that theory, and they did kind of work some of that into The Walking Dead. I think a little bit as the Somewhat. zombies rotted more, they were not as powerful or strong they kind of jog some of them can kind of trot a right. little bit get a little get a little thing going there when they get close to some prey they're yeah, like hey, once they smell it they can really oh like, it's time to eat oh, yeah um so anyway so you're you're dealing with some cool politics as as any good zombie movie should do it shouldn't just be a pandemic uh pandemic porn um get to murder human dream which is always what it is always will be um <laughs> those are those are some of the best parts of you know zombie movies and zombie stories but this one takes place uh your, your our main characters are actually from a reservation of um of, of first nations of natives up there um in canada and uh i don't know should i give them that little drop them that little bit of information i told you about them yes about, okay so apparently sell it Apparently, apparently, they can't get the disease, but anybody else can, and you know it's Canada, so so the natives can't get the First Nations people, as they say in Canada, which I always liked. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds cool. First Nations, it is pretty cool. Um, so the 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 native people in Canada can't get it, but the white people get it. The white people do. And that's like across the board. Yeah, and so that's make it makes for a very interesting. A very interesting moment when um when dealing with uh racial divisions and who has power in a you know in moments and things like that because they become the people who are powerful and saving lives and things like that and one in one scene that was great they start they speak their native language to each other and uh the white dude's just like you know speak english and uh they're like we don't have to speak we can speak whatever we want <laughs> you don't have any say in it <laughs> And uh, it's true because they were trying to save that dude's life, and you know, he's behaving unreasonably. Allegory—that's the word I was trying to think of this whole goddamn time you've been talking. An, al- <laughs> an allegory? Yeah, zombie stories should be allegorical about society. The yeah. good ones are, anyway. They are. They—they they really mirror something. You know, like Rick's speech when he says, "We are the Walking Dead." That's more of like a philosophical thing, but you know, like the old, obviously the. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. It's series. The original one, it's just, you know, racism is kind of the theme. Yeah. Especially at the end when they shoot the only survivor. Who's the, who's the black guy? Right. Yeah. Which supposedly that wasn't, uh, that wasn't something they were going for. Like right. they didn't cast him cause he was black. Yeah. Like that wasn't, or what I'm trying to say is that character wasn't written as black. Yeah. It's just they, that was the best actor and yeah, worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sometimes you can, you know, and that's, I think that's the beautiful thing about at least film. I, I can't speak for anything else, but um, they're working within budgets and, and limits and stuff like that. You end up, you can inadvertently 
reflect the times almost perfectly without even trying, you know? Right. And, uh, and the that's, zeitgeist just creeps in. Yeah, no, it does. And in every film, you can tell every, you know, the, the, the one thing they say visually is how can you tell every film? Uh, just look at the hair. Look at the hair. Whatever the hair is of the time will come through right. on the characters and actors and the design. You know, the no matter when it's set, really. For the most part, yeah. It's really, it's really Maybe tough. Maybe nowadays they do a better job at that kind of stuff. They have, they have since the 90s been getting better at, at yeah. um, at a either recreating or just obliterating whatever the current hair is, but you watch like Death Stalker, <laughs> like that kind of shit. <laughs> That's it's just like oh it's God. like the seventies in Narnia, basically <laughs> in orgy Narnia. Like yeah, it's uh, it's like all those old timey movies. I watched. Uh, oh shit. You watch Death Stalker? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've seen. De- I've seen. Uh, have I only seen Death Stalker two? I don't know. I think Deathstalker 2 is the one I've seen. Yeah. With the the guy in it from uh Chopping Mall. It's the same guy. Does uh, he die in Chopping he Mall? He he's the first one that dies. He gets I killed think. by one of the robots, is that? Of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've seen Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall was The great. guy that's chewing gum constantly that's like an obnoxious asshole. Yeah, kind of a jock. That's the guy who is the Deathstalker <laughs> in the second movie. The titular Deathstalker. They change or what? It's a movie? different guy. Uh, yeah, the second one is more uh is sillier. The first Deathstalker is is more uh, rapier. <laughs> yeah, it's rapier and darker. It's not as uh, not as light. There's more levity in the second one. Seventies man, seventies. I watched a movie called I think it's called Vampire Circus. Yeah, and it's supposed to be set in uh, like the eighteen seventies or something. <laughs> Vampire Circus. But it's like it's like when was nineteen seventies versions of all those clothes <laughs> like. All the cut, like it, it looks like they're like polyester, big wide lapels, <laughs> and like red, dark red suits, and like dark green and gross baby puke patterns. And, oh, God. You know, 70s, except that it's they're supposed to be costumes from like a hundred years before that. Right. It's funny. I like that kind of shit. But yeah, they got a lot better <laughs> at it more recently at that kind of thing. I got to check that out. I got to check Death Stalker series. I just know about it. I don't know. I'm pretty don't sure those it. are on Shudder. Okay. You know what's on Shudder is uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, man, We've talked awesome. about this. Yeah, yeah but, but, but now I get to watch it. Now I get to see it. Does, so did he just does commentary in between in between the yeah, it's, breaks in the show or it's whatever? It's just like, did you ever see his show on... Monster Vision on TNT? Yes, yeah. I have it on videotape It's, it's exactly <laughs> the same thing, awesome. except that they don't have to edit the movies now. Yes. So it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So when he does the count of like, there's eight boobs, like <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever... It, you get to see all of it because they're not edited. <laughs> Three <great>. heads being <laughs> pulled off, <laughs> four limbs lost. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I would I would recommend Blood Quantum if you if you have Shutter especially. If you don't rent it somewhere, check it out. It's really fun. Uh, it's beautifully done. There's there's artistic um, freedoms that I'm not 100 percent sure I understand completely. But the best part about that is I get to watch it again. So, you know, uh, check it out. Would recommend. Um, I think I'm going to take a whiskey break real quick. I want some whiskey. All right. So we'll be back, folks. We'll be back in a minute. Bitch. 
It's music time. Da, 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 da. Welcome to intermission. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? We knew you needed a break. You needed to refill your drink, go to the bathroom. Let's I don't know. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's, Let's go, go out, out to, to the, the lobby. lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and get ourselves some whiskey. Get ourselves a drink. Get ourselves a hangover tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not me. I just had my two beers. I go home and wake up at fucking dawn. <sighs> it's rough these days with the dawn. It's uh, the dawn patrol. Yeah, this uh, happy uh, solstice to all you pagans out there. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, we're, it's officially summer. Mm-hmm. Longest day of the year is happening this weekend. Yeah. And we're making the longest podcast of uh, in the history of God <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and uh, anyway, this is intermission. You've been listening for roughly four hours, and you've got four hours left. But right now, <laughs> good luck. We got a treat. We found we dug into the archives yeah. um, back back when we used to inter- be able to interact with other people. Yeah, I had guests. Yeah, back in the day when when hum- humans could talk to each other. Hang out in the same Hang room. Hang out in the same room. Yeah. Breathe the same air together. Yeah. Shed all the COVIDs and enjoy them. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We used to have guests, and sometimes we'd have musical guests, and sometimes they would play live in the room with us, and we would record that shit yep. for posterity. I don't even think this one is released yet, honestly. Really? I don't think I edited the video together. <laughs> Crazy. There well, whether or not we've ever played this before, I don't know. I think this is in the the older episodes before. Uh, yeah, that you can no longer get the lost the lost early days. The of, lost episodes. Yeah, they exist. We'll put them up someday. The I archives will exist. We have some of them. We the earliest ones are lost forever because the hard drive I had them backed up on crashed. Damn it. Yeah. Um, and I've learned no lessons. Still just have one hard drive with all of them on there. If that <laughs> shit crashes, they're gone. I have quite a few saved. I've tried to, like, mine as many as I could for a minute there. Yeah. Just wanted some saved, sh- saved shit. Anyway, we dug into those archives, and we found uh, Leah Leva, who was on the show. With a, with a really cool song she did with her dad, Mo. They did a, a, live, a live track together. Yeah. Acoustic. Yeah, what's it called? No more. No more. Yeah. yeah, I almost forgot. So we'll we'll tag her. We'll tag her in the uh, release of this, and then it'll be a surprise. Yes, yeah, so this is Leo Leva and the band. Which it's not really the band; it's just the man. The man and the dad. The Leo Leva and the dad. The man is the band. Yeah. In yeah. this episode, in this version. Yeah. So here's uh, no more Leo Leva. Check it out. This is no more. To live without you Something, baby I thought I couldn't do But now I know that I'll be just fine With me With me You should tell me Just who you think you are Telling me that I won't get that far Well, you don't know me or who I'm about to be You don't know me No more, no more I won't take no more, no more, no more 
Sons of the bitch. Biscuits are delicious. I wish I had one in my face. Biscuits are good. I can. Right? Yeah, I can attest to that. Let's see what I have here. What do I have? What's. What are we hearing? What is this? This is the Albuquerque protest. Yeah, I've seen this this video. I don't know that this translates that well to audio. I guess we could give him a play-by-play. Did he say he's gonna fucking kill you? He's gonna fucking kill you. He's gonna fucking kill you. So that is that has been much debate because several of the videos you can't quite hear it very well. Because it sounded like he could have said, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Which is what I thought the first time I heard it. But a lot of people, um, after seeing multiple angles and different videos of this, I definitely have come to the conclusion that it's he's going to fucking kill you yeah so what we were just watching was footage this is from outside the albuquerque museum is that right yeah the there's a statue of onyate out there is this a different angle yeah yeah I so saved, i saved at least three different angles to my phone let's see if this is the there there was one that was just like perfect um almost eerily perfect because it just looked so good so obviously onyate in the fucking the the asshole hall of fame right right and there's a statue of him outside of albuquerque museum so protesters were over there trying to tear that shit down as has been i don't want to say the trend because that word sounds belittling but 
as has been uh i don't know the um a thing that people have have tried for a while you know have not approved of so there's but something that's been happening lately all these statues of all these old racists that they've been honoring yeah have been getting torn down and thrown in the ocean and shit well which is tremendous fuck those assholes (laughs) yeah right uh, history's monsters basically but that's because at some point history's monsters were venerated and we're not um, 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 it starts with the confederacy because we all know that the confederacy's second um, uh, point in their constitution had to do with states rights to own slaves it literally says it in the yeah. it's in the wording um, so I'm tired of hearing about like it wasn't about slaves. It was about well, slavery. And I this horseshit of, of heritage, not hate. The Confederacy existed for five years. I don't know who said it, but it's something I've seen going around the internet. You, you're you not that proud of your great, 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 great grandfather's five years of their life. You're not. You like the white supremacy. Just fucking admit it. You know, it's yeah, such horseshit. Just being an outright rebellious racist like that's it it's not it, it, it's yeah. basically mom and dad saying hey you know don't say the n-word and you just i don't know <laughs> put rubber bands in your hair and start saying the n-word all the time you know you, you put on <laughs> what you put, i don't know you put on some blackface and <laughs> say the n-word because you just want to rebel you just want to make mom and dad feel bad because they gave you a rule a rule of how to not be a shitty person and you were like well, I want to be a shitty person if I want to. Fuck you. Yeah, this the whole thing is uh, th- with the statues. Th- this argument, this weak fucking argument that the that our glorious Fuhrer in the fucking White House has <laughs> perpetuated of what did he tweet? If if you don't, what those who don't learn from history are condemned to repeat it. <laughs> in the most, just I think I we brought might have brought this up last week on this least, podcast. The, but the, the least self-aware, <laughs> just ironically unironic way, just accidentally <laughs> brilliant satire of himself but but that argument of uh if you tear down these statues you're not going to remember how bad these racists were okay there's a difference between something like uh like a holocaust museum yes where it's a museum dedicated to the memory of awful shit in that space absolutely there's a difference between that and a fucking racist fucking slave owner in a town square where you're traumatizing the entire black population by having this guy being honored who fucking killed and raped their ancestors. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, same shit with all these conquistador fucks, like all that shit. So, Fuck those assholes. Tear down their statues. You, you Take the wreckage of them after the people tear them down and put that in a museum if you want to. Sure, but that shit does not belong honored in our cities. It's fucked. Um do your do does your, any of your like family run pretty deep with New Mexico? Like, have they been here a while? Yeah. So, same with like part of my family. But I think what happened in the 1920s is that a lot of like Anglo's, you know, George O'Keefe. I mean, every everybody who's 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 famous of any worth for a lot of times from any place always has to be white, you know. Or marketable, as they say. <laughs> or definitely marketable too. But but 
in the in the 1920s, I think, and and, and maybe even before then, they were doing a lot of tu- there were a lot of tourists, a lot of white tourists coming through New Mexico, and so they were trying to cater to them. And what they basically did was they repainted the history of the conquistadors as like these as as just the same as the settlers from the east, you know, from these European. Yeah. Um, Anglo settlers from the east coming in and said, you know, that they were discoverers and pioneers and bringing new technologies to the savage nature and savage Indians, you know. Right. And so they repainted it like that. These heroes. Yeah, as as these as these bullshit heroes. The saviors of these in, filthy savages. Instead of these uh, um, sadist, you know, human traffickers that they fucking were. And... Um, and so it was just a repackaging to resell to people to keep up this myth of like America is based on, you know, taming the land and shit like that. Right. Manifest destiny. Yeah. The rugged individualist. So, so once again, white people fucked shit up yeah. <laughs> in New Mexico. No, but, but, but I think that's kind of, you know, and they tried to push that narrative and, and, and there has been like a colonist, um, colonized dynamic in new mexico for four or five hundred years i mean since since you know columbus stuck his stupid head out of the fucking porthole or whatever i don't know how to say that one but but you know that's the history we've been dealing with but anyway so people have been bringing down these statues because why the fuck celebrate these people they've done atrocities they're shitty the only reason they're up is because they do solidify what is happening what is happening worldwide which is the fight against white supremacy i mean it 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 white supremacy is based in westernization eurocentrism and clearly as we're seeing capitalism um they they're all related and it's probably time they like stepped out of the room for a while for something for something new yeah but personally what we've been dealing with or at least what i've been dealing with uh here in new mexico and we're making headlines everywhere we've hit worldwide now for with this this shooting with this protest shooting so yeah we've been seeing a lot protests since the whole george floyd thing we're on day 22 now they've been protesting 22 days in a row in new york city have we been out every day in albuquerque pretty much there's been like i say we i haven't i've been out (laughs) zero days let me be clear but i almost went to that too i almost went to that protest this is what i've been saying i'm I want to go in spirit, but I don't want to get shot by a fucking white supremacist. Well, uh, let me let or me, any, uh, many other things that could happen. Let me paint this scene, okay? So hashtag Albuquerque protest. That's what it's what it's been under, or I've kept it under because when that news broke, it was it's it's been a pretty big deal throughout the week. Um, yeah. Basically, you had the New Mexico Civil Guard, which is Al Qaeda. Uh, vanilla isis yeah armed um, friendlies as the cops refer to them oh my God, in their this, private yeah. communications yep, over the scanners but that's what these fuckers what are they called new mexico civil guard yeah like that sounds and when they when you write a news story and just call it that without explaining yeah it sounds like like these crazed anarchists are fighting the national guard, right? Like that's what it sounds like. I'm sure that's what like, you know, my dad thinks when he's sitting there seeing it on Fox news, however they're framing it. Yeah. You know, like, 
uh, yeah. I can't imagine how they're framing it because I don't. I'm just dealing with the people, the like the. Well, that's a patriot who is trying to start a stop a, a drooling mob of pitchfork carrying anti-white racists. Absolutely, bro. absolutely. That's what that was. Absolutely. They're they're coming for our they're they're coming for our jobs and our children and we're so, being erased. So on this corner sits a New Mexico museum, and it was clear that a protest was gathering either to protest it or try and bring it down. Somebody brought a chain. Some people had pickaxes. There, there was definitely some coordination that this was going to be uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico's moment in the sun of bringing a statue down because they had already been br- taking down statues. They had taken down an Oñate statue about two hours north of here um, near Española. They had taken down some other statue. Well, and that shit's happened before. I think it was an Oñate statue that was beheaded like 15 years ago, right? Well, well, the one that was it, it Oñate, the one that's up in in, in near Española, that one had the feet cut off constantly. Okay, that's right. That yeah. was that was that's a constant right. target. They, and then they put spotlights on it and never turned them off, so nobody could ever do it. But for a long time there, what did they just keep? melting new feet onto it yeah yeah they just uh they just bring some new feet and weld them on weld them on there yeah that's ridiculous (laughs) i I feel like i feel like that's the public commentary on it like you should just leave it (laughs) right yeah (laughs) they made their point perfectly if if, if you're so concerned about history that's your history right this is what became of it this is what the people made of it there's sometimes there's a bruised eye or a raped peasant you know like it's just (laughs) it it might be cool to just leave the the uh, pedestals that these columbus statues and whoever whoever the slave trader was in england that they threw in the ocean to just leave the pedestal there you know let people spray paint it or whatever and just leave it there like that's the new monument the new monument cool. should be interactive. It should fucking be interactive. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it's not like, I mean, if you put, I mean, just having Emmett Till's sign where it is in the South where he was killed, there, it has bullet holes in it. I don't know about this. There's a sign at the location? Yeah, yeah. There's a a, like like a, memori- a, a memorial sign. It's like a big sign, and people okay. drive by it and shoot it all the time. It Jesus. has never been without bullet holes in and it. And they replace believe. it, but then Constantly. same yeah. kind of shit, yeah. only in reverse. And so, like, I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, we kind of touched on this, and, like, I'm, okay, so I'm going to say it again, and then you just say your reaction, all right? All right, so I say, okay. So with hate speech, eventually, at some point, a civilized society may have to limit speech. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last week. Right, right. And what did you say? Well, the trick starts to become who gets to decide, right? Okay. That's, there's, it leaves the door wide open for some asshole to come along and, and double speak, double think that shit in, the sim- in a similar way that Trump was tweeting if you... Don't learn from history or condemn to repeat it when, you know, it's double think. It means the opposite of. But but usually what what that would allude to is like it's going to be a slippery slope to limiting other types of speech. Sure. But, I mean, that's a concern. But, yeah. But in the other direction, that type of speech hasn't been limited and we've had several million people die as a result of it. So I think I think the I think the it becomes clearer with a little more evidence that there are definitely certain type of speech that aren't constructive and that if once tolerated right. will create the seed of intolerability 
And then intolerability will happen again, and then we'll be left there going like, oh, shit, well, we want to be the freest, freest, freest. I see that. It's just that it's kind of like I love the idea that we could have a a king that always makes the right decision. Or as the Greeks said, the um, what did they say? Like the, the... the poet king or something like that yeah philosopher king philosopher king yeah. the the idea of like a benevolent dictator you know like if if there was somebody who had absolute power and except instead of them being an asshole yeah all every decision they made was perfect that would be the best government right if that person existed mm-hmm. you know, somebody who is always right and you just leave it to them we don't have to worry yeah, the king is going to handle it. <laughs> He's a Long smart, live the king. He's a smart guy. But that doesn't really exist. So in the in the, in the same way, how do you how do you decide? You start yeah. saying you can't do that, you know, because you I mean, know some dick is going to come along and try to use it to their advantage, right? But or I, to do the opposite of what is intended. But I think we have some very clear, plain examples, which is like we just don't accept that white supremacy is a thing anymore. We just don't. If if we want to come back to it in in hundred years, fifty years, or whatever. When white people have been <laughs> demonized and they're living on the streets and they're having a hard time, you know, like I don't, I don't Which know. Which theoretically the that happens eventually, right? That's yeah. how things work. I just, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think it's Isn't ever going to come Mark to pass. Said? Like, it, um, that it always re- that it cycles through. That yeah, you come, it's like Animal Farm. The ones on the bottom come to the top, and then the proletariat becomes the bourgeoisie, and then it just cycles, right? That's I mean, I mean. Am I understanding this correctly? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. It's more of, it's more, it is more of a power dynamic, but I think at the end of the day, if people wanted revenge, things would look a lot worse. You know, if people right. were, were looking to just create a, a, a society of vengeful people. In fact, in fact, the weird thing about white supremacy is it's built in this weaponized victimhood as if you're treating, mistreating me terribly, but I'm right. going to strike out on you violently, physically, even though you're not doing anything against me. And that's a that lot realm. of what they're doing perception wise and what they have been doing our whole lives and several generations, the whole existence of this country. Yeah. Um, is they've been framing reality in such a way, right, that, um, I mean, I'm losing the, the train of exactly what I'm trying to say, but they frame the reality in such a way that it, like, I don't know. That you almost it. can't imagine it any other way, one, and that, um, that you know that even if it... it it's, it's like, look at the way they're covering these protests, right? It's it's these riots. They're not protests. They're riots. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. anarchy. Ooh, the a word, anarchy. Yeah. It's lawless. Anarchy, anarchy in the UK. It's, look at how the president just every day law and order, as if what is happening is the opposite of that. It's SVU. it's it's chaos, right? That's a vermin supreme. He every time the president <laughs> tweets law and order, he tweets the intro to special victims unit back at him. It's fucking brilliant. I love vermin supreme, but. Uh, yeah, but you look at the way they frame it to be like uh, anything that's not the norm is going to be chaos. You won't be safe. It's unsafe. Absolutely. Yeah, that idea. Uh, yeah. Well, with this whole protest, so you have you have the New Mexico Civil Guard there, right. and then and then you have the protesters, and there were at least two other people who were not 
directly connected with the NM Civil Guard. Which, if we didn't make it clear, sorry, but NM Civil Guard isn't an official anything. No, they're just it's, a group it's just of, a group of racists. Yeah, a group right. of well, that's not how they dudes. would put it. Yeah. A group of guys who want to defend their what, Second Amendment, Second Amendment rights, and their and the and protect. I, I guess they want to protect property. It's weird that they want to use deadly force to protect property. Um, that yeah. these two A nuts would want to base their whole life uh, safety b- f- using an object um, and an object that loves to kill. But uh, I digress. Um, they were there. They were there to protect this statue because it's more important to protect a piece of property instead of people, apparently. Um, you know, instead of standing with the protesters and not letting them get beat up by the fucking cops. Uh, yeah. If the cops decide to intervene, which where the fuck were they? They were like watching all this stuff go on, but there and there might have been a couple of undercover cops. Anyway, so there were two people that were at the protest, and I guess I've already associated my name with this motherfucker. So Stephen Baca, fuck you. But that guy was there, and this one other yeah. woman who was stirring shit up, and um, they didn't have any direct affiliation with the New Mexico Civil Guard. I would like to make that clear because I. Um, I'll explain later on. Stephen Baca goes around and he's getting in the way of people trying to protest this statue. And I don't know if they're trying to like work at getting it down. I don't know. This is mass chaos. I wasn't there first person. I'd like to start out saying, but I've seen like, holy shit, so many videos. I saw it going on live. Uh, Both we were watching it live and uh, I didn't see it live, but it was all pretty wild. I, we, we saw it about probably five to eight minutes right after the shooting started. Um, and so then I found a video that had led up to that moment and it was like an hour and 15 minutes. So we watched, I've watched a lot of fucking footage of this. Thing. Yeah. So this dude assaulted like four people before yes. the, the scuffle that led to the shooting happened. Absolutely. So, there was- so the, the narrative that the bastards are trying to push right now is that this guy was driven out by the protesters and that he left of his own accord because they didn't want him there. And then they hunted him down and he defended himself shooting them, right? That's their argument. Chased chased him down in the street, yeah, with a skateboard. Because we all know that you bring a skateboard and a knife to a a gunfight. But there was no knife. It was his fucking glasses, and this has been proven. But anyway, so yeah, he assaults three people. He uh, a girl decides to not let him get near the statue, so she nonviolently, with her hands up, puts her she body. She kind of away. boxes him out, which like in by basketball the which him. by the way, fuck you if you think that's okay to throw a girl who's half your size down because you're a man and you can't control your fucking emotions. One, at that point, he was already emotionally compromised, so he should not be fucking brandishing a weapon because he's not in a clear mind space to be able to do that. Isn't so, that one of the things they? I would hope that's one of the things yes. they teach you in like NRA classes. Yes, and shit. they do. They do. Everybody that I've ever heard who's ever taken a, a, a shooting class, that is one of those things. If you're going right. to become agitated, if you're going to become angry, if you're going to not be able to control your emotions, do not bring your firearm. Also, they tell you not to, uh, you know, take it out and point it at someone unless you intend to murder them. Absolutely. <laughs> or kill them. And I do know. have to say that, like, at least from the footage, he would brandish his weapon, but he'd keep it pointing down. There was never any point where he was pointing it in the air. Or pointing it at anybody until he was ready to shoot. And and he took it out with the intent to use it when it was necessary. But he had it out to intimidate also. Because after he threw down that girl, then he had a pepper spray can in one hand. And Uh, so he started pepper spraying people at that point. So he threw another 
Well, yeah, he threw somebody down and pepper sprayed her while she was on the ground. And I didn't. I, I don't know if that was actually, the same girl that was boxing him out. I saw him throw two people to the ground. I've I've seen various that, points. That, that girl in the camo just got thrown to the ground and she hit her head. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I love the. Well, they were gonna kill him. What if he killed that girl? What if that girl hit her head so hard, you know, and it released something, or she had an embolism, or she had a you know hemorrhage and and it and it you know bled in her brain you know like whatever fuck you like i don't give a shit i don't feel bad for this guy who goes there to agitate people to instigate things and that was the other thing new mexico civil guard did not like necessarily outside of their presence didn't really agitate but bringing fucking long rifles to a a peaceful protest especially one that has to do with property nobody's gonna get hurt and it's definitely not uh we're burning down wendy's all all that all that shit where they carry their rifles into starbucks or whatever and then this kind of thing it's all just intimidation it's all white supremacist fucking we own you don't act up shit that's what it is trying to intimidate that's what the the normalcy that they want to quote unquote normal that's what they want that's the status quo that they want to keep is be afraid of us we're in charge and if you threaten that we'll shoot you that's the side dish that's what it is that's the side dish they're bringing to the party but um so it throws down the girl somebody tries to hit him with a skateboard it's not a very good hit doesn't land very well Well, now there's a big there's a lot amount of time yeah just uh, the argument before before someone else picks this apart what you're saying i just want to <laughs> it would you would call it devil's advocate or whatever that's not fine. that i'm I've advocating been, no, no, no. for that i've been side, arguing like a lawyer with motherfuckers about this shit there is a there is 48 a, hours when they talk about the skateboard swing when you yeah. see that that happens quite a bit of time after he throws this girl down right because no. he's up the street away there's two there's two and of them there's two of them one early on okay. with a green skateboard and then later on as a woman who's swinging a bag it's like a it's like a tote bag full of stuff but it's not like bricks it's not like anything heavy i'm sure it's just her daily shit or maybe water bottles or something and so she swings it at him in anger because she's seen what happened and maybe she knows whoever it is this girl has not been identified yet they've been trying to find her i don't know if they found her yet at this point but we've been trying to get a hold of her um the lawyers and whoever else to interview her reporters yeah yeah and um and so, yeah, so this bigger guy comes and he's, um, you know, like apparently from what I've heard, the intention was to tackle this guy because they knew he had a firearm and he was trying to keep him from pulling out the firearm, I guess, at some point, uh, somehow. But you have to understand that time is weird in those situations. Time stretches out. People are not like thinking 100% clearly. This guy had walked away several times and then come, and back, then come back and right. walked away and, and and come back. So yeah, he was walking, baiting them. He was, he's he, trying to find a reason he to was shoot that gun exiting, you know, not with his back to them, with his front to them. Instead of like, if he was really scared for his life, at least the situations where I feel like I would have been scared for my life, I would have run. I would run. I would uh, run. I mean, depending, I might try to keep, I might back away quickly, run, and then look back if I was afraid well, yeah, of. Yeah, you don't want me. you don't want somebody to touch. You don't want anybody to put their hands on you. Yeah. And I should have done that at the time I got jumped by three guys. But I there were a lot of people around. I really didn't think like anybody was gonna like physically handle me. So I didn't, I didn't think that that was going to be a thing that was going to happen. And as soon as that happened, it was like, well, no, you don't have any right to put your hands on me. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. You don't have any rights. I mean, I had a huge scratch from that fucker's nail down the back of my neck. 
because he wasn't grabbing me to have a conversation. He was grabbing me to do something to me. And yeah. so once he grabbed me, it was, it was on like you, you don't have, you know, right. what, what recourse do you have left? And so I just started punching him and I started punching him and two people I didn't see came out of nowhere and beat the fuck out of my head. And they beat me pretty fucking bad, but this motherfucker would not have been killed. I mean, there is the slight possibility as there was with the girl thrown on the concrete right. that he might take a blow to the head that would do him in. Yeah. You never know. But let, let me just say again, he had already assaulted several people by this point. Right. He was not wanted there and didn't need to be there. And if he didn't want to get into some shit, he shouldn't have started some shit. Like, right. I, this dude's from New Mexico and he forgot how New Mexico operates. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't, we, growing up here, all I've ever well, known is, I, is that once you start shit, shit gets finished. I think considering this guy's father is a sheriff, right? And he's and he himself has run for run or served. Run run council. for city council for sure. Win. I don't I don't think I don't he think won. he won. No. But you see he's operating in a world where he he thinks New Mexico works in a different way than it does when you're dealing with the actual people. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he clearly doesn't he doesn't he, he's know got, the rules. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe he should have fucked around with some of those gang members when he was in mid school or some shit instead of being a little bitch hiding like he probably was. I don't I don't know him. I don't know his past, but he seems like a little bitch and his moves I mean, were little bitch moves. I hide like a little bitch, but I'm aware that that's what I'm doing. And I'm not I'm not I'm not out there trying to uh I didn't fucking I never I never hid like a little bitch, but my mouth has gotten me in so much trouble, so I just, you know, it's not I don't know what to tell you. Like uh, <laughs> right. They they've tried to get me and not just one, multiple people <laughs> because of my mouth surprise surprise. So I try and get this fool outed right away because we see it happen and then we find some screen grabs and I start sharing them and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've got the footage on my, on my Twitter of him throwing this girl down. And, uh, that one has just been like popping. It's just been going. I'm like, here's your innocent gunman. Here's your innocent gunman. Right. Because I don't agree with that. Like once, once, once you start some shit, and then people get angry at you. You don't get to just start using deadly force. I'm sorry. You put yourself in that situation. Your actions. I mean, what has happened is a direct result of your actions leading up to that. Like I'm trying to trying to empathize with this guy, right? Right. As, I, I, as and, best I can. And, and I will tell you, I have no sympathy for this fucker. No, so fuck this guy. I, I like don't just either, personally. But I, like, I'm like, just trying to put what is in his head. What does he think he's doing? What is he trying to accomplish? Because. And that's the thing, like a lot of the, it's like we were talking about the structure of white supremacy. People aren't waking up in the morning being like, how can I hate black people today? Right. Or how can I hate, you know, native people today or whatever? Yeah. But like, I hate those Mexicans. what's in his head? What does he think is happening here? Like, does he think that he's saving the city from this unruly mob that's going to go door to door raping and pillaging is that what's his motivation is does he think he's batman restoring the rule of law to what is it like what is his um the son of former bernalillo county sheriffs baca 30 is currently a freelance process server and skip tracer so he's going around giving people oh so he's got a little uh a little uh what's the word i'm looking for a complex where he's and uh, he's authority respect my authority a north valley native he has lived within the district including downtown his whole life and said he felt inca- compelled to seek his first elected office out of fear 
The community is becoming a third world country and is a vocal critic of the current leadership. He called local elected officials complete wimps when it comes to fighting crime on his campaign Facebook page and has questioned the fiscal choices of Mayor Tim Keller and city council. Well, I know I had read that this guy, what he ran on was like zero tolerance for the homeless, right? Just lock them up. Baca contends that the city has done little to effectively combat the homeless crisis, which he said is intermingled with crime and best attacked from that perspective, which this guy wants to criminalize poor people. He wants to criminalize the people that we won't help with mental health, money, home, any of that shit. He he wants to throw those people in jail because he thinks it's going to help them. And if you look up, uh, I mean, just just one of them, uh, half a disabled or half of people killed by cops are disabled one so they're already brutalized outside of the system within the system it's even worse when they're in prisons jails and federal holding facilities it's worse for people with mental there was a a cop shooting uh like two weeks ago here uh and i think the victim was mentally disabled was that the uh oh man all i can all i can remember from this year was the a uh, homeless guy who had the BB gun, and they basically rolled up like seven or nine deep, and then just I've un- seen that unloaded at the on bus him. stop. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that shit. No, I'm talking about this was just like this was during like this is maybe the first week of the protests. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't related to the protests, but it happened right as that was popping off. It, I want to say it was at like Tanawan or something. It, oh, it, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like did. a white guy, but yeah. he, he had like mental problems and he was like screaming in the street. Not only that. Earlier, I don't know the er, details. Earlier, earlier this year, there was a mental wellness or not a, 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 a wellness check that went awry and they killed somebody. But yeah, that one was about like two or maybe three or four weeks ago yeah. of the of the Tanawan resident uh, who was mentally ill. And they basically put him down. Um you kind of have to handle it from a criminal justice perspective. Crack down on the low-level crimes that the homeless community is doing. Have officers do warrant pickups. Crack down on those very small crimes like drug abuse. And a lot of people who are homeless are addicted to drugs. You need to get those people into the court system so they can be forced to go to rehab, he said. It's cute. It's cute. I love I love that he's finding I love that he's he sounds like a bully. I mean, you basically find the group of people who are doing the worst. And you say, yeah, we got to go after those people. Those are the people we got to go after. Not, mean, not like the corruption or not like, uh, I don't know, cartels or not like, I mean, just uh, there's a myriad of other problems in this yeah, city. Yeah, but those people are ruining his day with their filthy grossness. I know. Goodness. Instead of like trying to have a heart and figure out some way to use the money to, I don't know, help these people instead of like throwing them in the uh, what I, I i just wonder what he thinks the criminal justice system is he's probably he's apparently never dealt with it I'm, I'm sure he's getting i hope he's getting very well acquainted to it right now because it's a fucking shit system well so here's so i heard today that they dropped charges is that so far some the, of the so, charges so, so far they have and uh so has he been released then he hasn't been released he still has well, uh, as, far, ha- as far as i know he still has the assault charges I think what the DS, D, DS, the DA was doing was they kind of um, wimped out on the whole. Uh, the assault with a deadly weapon. The part. whole assault with a deadly weapon part. But um, are they saying because because it does look like the, the guy who's holding his glasses, it does look like a knife in some of the angles. Yeah. 
like I could see that argument and like the way he's holding it and like some of those still shots that then they're selling it that way of look he was defending himself but in other way in other angles it looks like he's holding glasses the same way yeah so is that the argument where they're saying like there's not enough evidence to show that he it wasn't self-defense or whatever um i mean i know they're trying to pull that self-defense bullshit because they've again had a million conversations about it but in this specific instance i'm not like 100 percent sure yet and i know there's probably a couple of issues one the original um what do they call it the uh well the first the first police profile that they that they do the first report that the police file um was lacking a lot of information they didn't interview any people they brought a riot team in and started shooting tear gas and and rubber bullets and and i'm not saying they did it real strange within seconds what happened was the riot people were there first and it took forever for an ambulance yeah i was reading uh, marissa's thread about that uh, marissa demarco which if you want to look at kunm.org that has been the best news source for any of this stuff it's been the right. closest to what's been going on uh, um let me let me just say this real quick because i didn't finish my thought on the new mexico civil guard he pops out four shots i don't know how many hit um mr w who i'm just not going to name because i don't need to name him he, he was named today on the fucking radio on national news uh, the victim the victim um of the shooter steven baca fuck you um <laughs> that's his name for me forever uh <laughs> steven baca fuck you steven baca fuck you um so it took it took the took the police response a minute to get out there uh but the new mexico civil guard ran to steven baca where he was and to aid him they didn't so much aid him. Okay, so the the head of New Mexico Civil Guard actually helped one of the medics that was there, and the medic had a clear sign. He had like a helmet and everything, goggles. He was ready to go. He had a backpack full of supplies. And this is crazy. Is this I'm a saying police this. medic no, or just a civilian? Just a protester who's okay. a medic. Yeah, and um, so they're going to him. So it was one of the Civil Guard, and actually, I think he was the leader that stepped down that night. He also didn't have a gun because apparently he's a felon. So he's not allowed to have a firearm. Okay. They both went to the aid of the shooting victim. The others that had the long rifles, one of them who does, I mean, some of them are supposedly ex-military and and I believe they are. They were talking shit, but the thing is they were talking, they were conversationally talking shit. They didn't have chance or anything. They weren't there necessarily to outside of their presence agitate anything, you know, but they should know that their fucking presence right there was agitating things. Them being around is agitating things. Their fucking existence agitates things. Right. But in this in this instance... But they, you can see how they use that, you saying that to say they're oppressed, right? Right, and that's fine. Uh, Fuck you, you're oppressed. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the rest of humanity. We're all oppressed, dickhead, um, <laughs> is what I would say. But like... But like they went and and encircled him and one yes it was so that like there was no more retaliator retaliative moves from the protesters but i literally also think they encircled baka Baca, yeah the baka so they encircled him to protect him from everyone else but also also i think in order to so that he will not shoot either you know because like so it sounds like these guys did good 
Well, I wouldn't say they did good, but what they didn't do was make a situation worse. <laughs> I mean, once <laughs> they made it already bad I'm, enough, I'm but not they didn't. disagreeing with you that their presence there sucks. Right. But, uh, sorry. It's my phone. It's my shitty cheap cables. That's why. I don't know if you hear that on the recording, it but is, it, it sounds like is. once the shit popped off, they did the right thing as much as you'd expect a mob with guns to do. By comparison, they were much more controlled and doing what they came to there with whatever purpose they thought. And they did it what they were supposed to do. So were they, were they there to protect the statue or were they just there to make sure shit didn't get too out of hand, whatever that might mean? I think it's a combination of both. I'm pretty sure it was protect property. That seems to be the thing that these motherfuckers are showing up to, but, um, I know it's a little, it is a little bit like you said, intimidation. It, it can be more than one thing. It can be a combo of many things. And I think it is, I think it is, um, bad intentions wrapped in good intentions or vice versa good intentions wrapped in bad intentions it doesn't it doesn't matter either way because what happens is what happened there and it causes the crowd to go fucking nuts i mean it's it's kind of like a living embodiment of the all lives matter statement i like yeah that's not an evil statement but in the context that you're making it fuck all the way off right yeah the same with these guys like if it has to be a response you know to to something that has to do with an issue it's like when it's like when people are like well if you don't fucking like this country leave it well no i am in this country and i like it enough that i have to criticize it so that it gets better i'm not here to criticize it just to be a fucking complainer yeah we tried segregation it didn't work you have to deal with me sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you can't just wish away everyone that you you disagree with we all live in the same world together and and i and i I know i guess there's a a good amount of the population in this fucking country that has never fucking left their little shit podunk town to go see what the rest of the world is like it's kind of the same idea as like a landfill right like we don't like your ideas send them wherever away throw them away well we don't have to deal with our garbage no we just we just put it in a thing and then somebody else has to deal with it and that psychic that psychic uh uh, pressure is on them the horrible smells the disgusting but you see what i'm saying it's kind of this that mindset absolutely of of disposable existence existence right yeah, Th- those people are living in disposable existence, and I'm sitting here counting every mycoplastic that I create in my life. It's like insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so so bad intentions, good intentions wrapped in bad intentions, vice versa. Um, they showed up. They uh, they didn't make a situation that they had already caused to be bad even worse. I'll give them that. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you want to bring whatever view, but don't bring your emotions. I also don't agree with that. The cops always have to protect these Nazis. I think if you have a uh, idea based on genocide of others and hating others, you go out in the street and say that if you get fucking punched, assaulted, I don't fucking feel bad for you. I'm sorry. That's, you decided to bring that yeah. out to everybody else. Everybody else is. Re- I don't. I just. 
that's been the problem in this country is that the police even with the blues brothers like yeah they're funny and they're trying to make the the thing that's like oh we're not as violent as the nazis are we don't wait the blues brothers so remember when they're like i hate nazis and there's and they drive at the yeah and they and they another movie i have memorized by the way (laughs) and they drive at the nazis and they they Uh don't hurt them but they humiliate them and they you know uh, um bedevil them i guess if you want to like go have be have fun with it or mr blues is gonna fuck up and um 1060 west addison but but we have to we have to know that whatever rights that we have in this country have consequences i mean that's the problem that we're dealing with now with masks is that people don't want to have the responsibility of having freedom and part of having freedom is having responsibility to not just your fucking self but everybody else in your community all of that shit and all of the just it's it it comes down to living i mean i guess it's what they call white privilege just living in a world where you don't it's like i i tweeted i don't know yesterday or the day before people look at supporting fascism or not as if it's a choice between liking the chicago bears or picking like a granite countertop or tile bangles you know what I mean? Like, it's like just a flippant choice to them. It's like shopping at Hot Topic versus American Eagle. Yeah. Uh, fascism? Oh, I don't know. Am I, in a, am I in the mood for fascism today? I don't know. Maybe I'll have a salad instead. Like, it's it, that's like the casual approach. And it's because these people are just living in a world where nothing has consequences. Everything is just... Well- and suburban Sunday morning. Clearly, they can't tell the difference between the gov- self-governance, which runs their lives, their everyday lives, and creates a safe environment for all of us, and fucking reality TV. Like right. they can't tell the difference between right. that shit. That's, yeah. But but uh, uh, the so the New Mexico guard shows up and they get everybody riled up. I I just this was a I got to call in one of the radio shows that I listened to, one of the national radio shows I listened to. And uh, I just posed, I threw the question out there, which I've been kind of asking on Twitter too, which is why is it okay for a cop to shoot somebody if they suspect they have a gun, but you expect a crowd of people to keep their fucking cool when a bunch of dudes show up with firearms? Like that's, that's a weird, like uh, disconnect of, of, you know, of, of how people should behave. Cops should be shooting people over, over a wallet but you see dudes with actual guns there and you should just keep your cool. I mean, that comes down to who has the authority to be a cop question, right? Well, nobody, who, nobody has the, uh, well, I don't know. Nobody has authority. Society gives some the authority over others to enforce. Right. But they're, but they're only there to just there. So what you do is you break up the whole process. You say, this guy says, I see this person doing this. He's an official person who knows what the things are that people should not be participating in. He goes to them and he says you shouldn't participate in that and they say i will continue to participate in that and they says okay well we're going to deal with that in our court system so i'm going to go ahead and take you to a place where you cannot participate in this anymore and then the court system comes along and is like hey all right did this guy really do this thing that this guy is saying he did you know and that's the problem is there's no accountability with these motherfuckers there's no accountability i can't i can't believe i live in a country where this idea of freedom without accountability freedom without responsibility freedom without you know having to think outside of your own stupid self which well these these overt white supremacists have found a way to troll the system it's all this uh, who me well i didn't mean that's it's all that that's that's the real didn't do nothing 
right. those are the real didn't do nothings yeah. right there. The fucking white supremacists. Well, and then they they dupe these dopes into <laughs> yeah. into believing that shit and thinking, oh, we're we're defending democracy. We're patriots. Don't tread on me. Yeah, you know yeah. when really they're just the the fucking bullies up in on the, the ground. Clan <laughs> Gestapo, whatever you want to say, the, the brown, brown shirts. shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Damn. So many jinxes lately. <laughs> Shit. Well, they, because we're hitting another another stride of monoculture. Apparently, right now we had we had a worldwide. It's going to be crazy. You can go anywhere in the world right now, and you can talk about coronavirus because we've all experienced it. We've all had to deal with it. This is all something that collectively the human experience is all on the same page about. And now right now right now in in, in America, it's also the whole yeah, Big Max, Mickey Mouse and coronavirus. <laughs> our main exports. But right now we're dealing personally with like the whole racial issue and the whole police issue and it's finally come to a head. We've been waiting for this since 1992 do you in think, our lifetime. Do you think this wouldn't be happening without it, the coronavirus element in there to make people I don't think on it, edge enough yeah. and uh I guess not distracted enough there's no football to distract us or baseball you know there's no sports there's no i think i think these kind of events predicate each other so any tensions you have whether this one is specifically racial specifically classist you know um any tensions that you have in a society are going to be exacerbated by an outside force putting pressure on you like look at it like that you know the outside force putting pressure on us is this fucking pandemic, which we caused. Which at the end of the day, we fucking did to no, ourselves. We didn't cause it. We caused uh, the our severity of through it. Through no, I'm just saying in general, through our environmental pressure, we've caused. You mean these humans? Kind of humans have. Okay, yes. Yeah. That, that that'll be a thing that always happens. If you put in pre- pressure on the environment, we will create more disease problem more yeah, pandemic but problems. part of that's just just a fucking bhagavad gita situation we're just playing our role right <sighs> is it evil i don't know I, uh i i don't know that's for the philosophers that, we can make the whole other we can make the arguments we're already it, we're already in a double <laughs> double already, length episode we're, we're out we're out here in the we're out here in the sticks already yeah. swinging this uh <laughs> swinging this golf club overtime <laughs> but yeah so so the outside pressure self-caused or not causes the whole of a pressure on a society on, Perfect on, storm. on societies yeah. and then those societies have to deal with that pressure by releasing it somehow and the release of this pressure is finally dealing with an issue that is uh bedeviled i, I use that word again uh <laughs> the united States in a more serious way the united states uh, since the beginning i mean just yeah. and and frankly all of european colonization you know like the other day i got into it with this one dude and he's like wanting to say that oh yeah everybody raped and had wars and it's like yeah everybody had wars and to some degree they had you know slaves but not slaves in the way that um that was created by colonial europeans of the brutality the level of brutality in the same way that it's luck of the draw that you're born a minority and that sucks in our history right yeah it's the same kind of luck of the draw thing that that the white people are the ones that are evil. It's bad luck, right? <laughs> well, if, at this point it is. If if <laughs> can, any race had had unchecked power for 2000 years, 
it would be them being evil. It's humans, right? It, I don't, it, it really, I don't think it really is though, because it, it came from that specific area for a reason. They didn't, the, the, let's just look at the English, just English historically, Chinese, they had here the 13, you know, the, the, they were doing them, the United States. In fact, the fact that the pilgrims came here is because they were fucking rejects. Nobody wanted the, the fucking pilgrims outlawed dancing in England. And England was like, no, we don't want that. But you know, we we also don't want the Irish and the Scottish. And those they had nothing to they had nothing to do with color. Color, they just found a class, a, a group of people that they could create an outsider of and go after them. That that wasn't necessarily. I don't know if that would have manifested in any of the other countries outside of European interventionism. Right, but, but why did why Europe? Like, why did Europeans? It's it has to be like a snowball effect. Like just at some point, someone was an asshole and used "we're better than them" as their justification. Well, and then it just caught on like fucking wildfire there, and led to entire there, our history. Yeah, there may be real real world delineations. Okay, because even though we like to say, "Oh, we're all from Africa and we all come from Africa," there was there's still for a while there were still i think big divergent differences among them so like when you look at australia those people have been there for like 80 million years whereas like that 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 was halfway through when we think people from africa start for first started showing so you're talking about waves of people going out into the world having different worldviews and i don't know if this last group of them i mean there's 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 also like the possibility for like inbreeding and and then when you also are able to protect um some of your weakest or at least some of your more problematic and i'm not trying to make this like eugenics argument or this argument for see because that's what it starts to sound like i know unfortunately but it starts to sound like white europeans are inherently evil and must be eradicated which i that can't be the case no 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 no, no. and that, that's not the case because as we've seen these places once they have long periods of peace they start behaving in very peaceful ways they start looking at and dealing with some of the past i mean we even participated in that when it came to germany that's what i'm saying is it's just momentum i think it's just that it happened to be that in whatever the first racially charged conflict was in the caucasus mountains in (laughs) fucking you know what i'm saying back in the Back in the back in the day when they, <laughs> yeah. they came over into India and started the caste system and all that shit. It's just momentum. The people that happened to have that first racial hate just happened to be white guys. Well, and then it just snowballs. Has you it? Know? Has it? Okay. Let's, or let's, whiter guys. Let's at look point. at let's look at the case of Onyate uh, Columbus. Um, that English dude, the F- Leopold right. piece of this shit. This is all the echo of that original fucking but racist asshole. Let's look at let's look at our society, ce- our celebrity culture a little bit right now, and yeah. like contemporary celebrity culture. You know, we've got like shitty, horrible rappers and these like influencers from social media, and like most of them seem like fucking assholes, and they seem like big assholes, but yet yeah. they're very big and well and famous, and so. That may be a trait for some people. I don't think that's like infected the whole of the human race because when you look at the human race, the only way we've gotten this far is through cooperation. It hasn't been through competition. It hasn't been killing out one group necessarily. Now, maybe there might be the argument for like ancient, you know, 
uh, Neanderthal versus some other hominid or whatever, where they got bred out or killed, or we don't we don't know. We don't know what the exact history of that is. But you you look at there are those assholes. I mean, I'm sure Chris Columbus wasn't just this guy who was like, hey, you know, I want to go look for some spices because I like my curry fucking rice or some shit. He's like. I'm 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 the asshole who can do it. Who else could do right. it? You was, think you could do it? Was he any more or less of an asshole than anyone else in his position at the time? In other words, was it just a different time? Was it just everyone was a fucking racist, homicidal, genocidal madman the if o- they could be? The only reason it at was at that point. It, the only reason it wasn't is because we have accounts through like Franciscan monks who were there and saw the the brutality of it and did not agree with it. They they it made them sick and they didn't understand why it was happening. So how does that happen? Like how is it just that a whole it's, society is just fine with doing that shit? It's so crazy. So so if. The Inquisition and all that shit. What the fuck? If we want to rewind like real far, it it, it comes from, I think it comes from being able to prosper as maybe, maybe prosperity and corruption have some, have some things to do with it. Cause that happens with the Ming dynasty. I, I watched a movie about the Ming dynasty and this guy had like multiple emperors had harems of like hundreds and almost like a thousand. See, see, that's the thing is that once historically, once somebody makes the, the decision to make things about acquisition of wealth and white supremacy. Yeah. Or a supremacy, but right. in, in and particular, this, in particular this, Western which culture is what I'm arguing right now. It Western, happened to be white. Western culture is definitely That's white the momentum yes. that started. Yeah. So when the original asshole did that to people, he established, right? A hierarchy where we are the oppressors. You are the oppressed. Yes, yeah. We will, continue this forever and it has yeah like i think that's what i'm saying i think it's just a momentum thing like i don't think it's the the europeans are inherently evil in their dna yeah it's that they've just been born evil generation after generation <laughs> ever since the original fucking they came like i said the caucasus caucasus mountains came into india and started oppressing the natives there and started a caste system that in a very in a very micro in a very micro example uh there's a there's a movie called one of the tribe if you can find it awesome i've mentioned it before it was a guy who did the robocop reboot directed it (laughs) okay um but this is a really interesting one about anthropology and anthropologists and they look at anthropologists the way anthropologists look at other people and in this example, they're looking at the Yamamami, Yanomami uh, uh, tribe from the Amazon, and they're showing how a French um, anthropologist introduced basically like pedophilia to this tribe. This tribe had no concept of that, of sexually interacting with children. Really? Yeah. And in fact, the they, they didn't even deal with it like somebody, they didn't deal with the trauma the way that we would necessarily right now. So you're saying that that's a cultural thing and not just a, a natural aberration that happens it, every, it, it actually, I think it actually does happen within a group, but the problem is when it happens the one time, what do you do with that person? You usually kick them out. If you don't right. outright kill them, which some of the aboriginals do, right. Uh, or aborigines from Australia do that I know of, or at least Tasmania. Um, 
you you just kick them out and kicking but, them out is usually a death sentence but in a society that has valued ownership over equality and cooperation yeah that becomes culturally generation after generation set into the culture as a motivating factor well, that would that would lead to well, your things f- like pedophilia. Your right? focus becomes less on being your brother's keeper and domination it, and, and domination and making money. So right. when once you stop caring about or, or having accountability for everybody else. I think. I mean, this is just me, like trying to come up with a no, hypothesis. Right. I don't have. We're I don't have a brainstorming. Clue. Yeah. Yeah. But, but in those situations when you don't have anybody accounting for anybody anymore, Snowball. that's where that's where it starts to prosper. Right. And 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 if you want to just look and at it, 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 it sets in. It becomes absolutely part, not necessarily the the pedophilia itself or whatever would be part of the the culture of the domination, but the the. I guess predilection for a dynamic that's like that is set up in any sort of capitalist dominator paradigm. Right. Well, first, first you forget it and then you, and then you un, um, unknowingly accept it. And then after you've unknowingly accept it, it becomes something that's promoted. And right. once it becomes promoted, then you don't know, then there's, then you realize, Oh shit, this is, it has to go from promoted to prominent. Prominent is where you see it. Right. Um, and again, just making this shit up, but I mean, just like brainstorming, but like right. there, there is a natural progression with which something takes hold. But I think literally, I think the pilgrims, yeah, they were, <laughs> they outlawed dancing. But to me, that speaks to a larger, bigger problem. Because if you look at, there's, there's another documentary about, uh, I don't want to get into this, but there's, there's a larger oh, about, about types of pornographic habits and the united states is really bad when it comes to pornography and kids children all that like stepmom shit it's creepy right but What's e- that about? but even like really awful horrible no i know, you know like but that i'm kind saying of stuff. within our accepted culture there's like a weird like teacher Step oh, mom. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, and then there's the age gap too. Old guys with really young women right. or girls, you know. Right. That that's a in, in just in Hollywood. I mean, just in just in the age difference of like couples on screen. But you also make the argument that there's a natural kink to, you know, like a BDSM kink to having a dominator and a dominated in a sexual. Right, but there's but there's um. There's more a level of of power dynamics, especially like the issue becomes like really the issue becomes with like prepubescent and and so for some reason so for some reason the United States, whether it's the wealth or whether it's the establishing of all this problematic shit i mean we don't we don't understand like we don't really we don't know the amount of sexual trauma that this country has gone through in its establishment because it, nobody will talk about it. Right. Well, that's part of the tradition of it is the suppression of it within family and right. society. We're and more willing to believe a guy who needs to pull out his gun to shoot people versus a girl who says she's been raped. Like that's right. really the, the, the lopsidedness of how things have like kind of developed in this country. But 
I think that quite a lot. Uh, well, no, I don't. I, 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 I feel like really the pilgrims had some dirty ass shit that was going on. Oh, they didn't want. They, you know, you don't get religious fundamentalists like that without perversion. Well, that's you, how it always goes. You look at all whoever the the senators or whatever that are passing all the anti-gay bills are always the ones <laughs> they who are seem, fucking meth. <laughs> they always yeah. seem pretty closeted. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing meth with male prostitutes. That's always the case. <laughs> right like lady g shit <laughs> that story was great lady g but yeah i feel like that's a bigger discussion we'll get to someday but i, th- I think oh, i think all part of the- i think i think we've given everybody a good scope of stuff to look up and 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 things to read about because like this all is tied together some it's crazy that it's tied together it's yeah. crazy that this all converges to like where we're at right now and where we're what we're dealing with and what we're trying to break terrence mckenna talks about the dominator paradigm the filmmaker no terrence oh the writer the philosopher the the mushroom freak yeah (laughs) a philosopher Uh, yeah the idea that that culture isn't your friend yeah (laughs) culture leads to joining a team and being divided and like we're saying the the paradigm that we're in is dominator and dominated yeah like that's the dynamic that everything sort of falls into no matter what it is um and there may be a idea of like a pure hierarchy but right now we have a perversion of hierarchy um and maybe hierarchy in general is perversion but we won't know that until we try other things in other well, ways. There's always going to be some kind of hierarchy. I'd rather eat a banana than a log of dog shit. But that's, that's like a, a hierarchy. That's like a personal hierarchy as opposed to like. I think that could be pretty universally agreed upon. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is that people necessarily don't need. There's nobody who's better at you at being you than you. Right. Hopefully. I wouldn't think so. Well, I'm pretty I, much undefeated. In that I area. can punch you in the head. So that makes me better than you <laughs> like the, the right. what we're dealing with is the old might versus right which we dealt with which the greeks dealt with like what three thousand years ago or something like four thousand years ago aren't things getting better overall the fact that uh crime is lower well just the but fact why are police killings up yes well but the, <laughs> the fact that the 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 trumps of the world feel the need to impress upon us that we have to get great again to, to go back to a time when the, that dominator paradigm was a, a dynasty that was completely unthreatened. Yeah. When you could, when you and Jeffrey Epstein could rape your daughter at a party and no one would bat an eye. Right. Like th- those were the golden times, you know, like, like that idea. Like, doesn't that mean that they're threatened because things have gotten better than when that was the norm? Right. Well, it's not that I don't think it's I mean, it overall, it's gotten it's gotten better in general. But I think there is def- a definite squeezing that's going to cause some bounce back. I'm not I saying know, we, we got that, but. we we solved shit. Right. But right. I'm saying the trajectory is towards solving shit, which is why the bastards are so threatened right now. Yeah. On a social level, I'd say that on an environmental level, we're fucked. Well, that's not even what we're talking about. But I'm just saying, as as far as problems that humanity needs to be dealing with, we need to stop this shit, and we need to start figuring out how we're gonna how we're gonna deal with the incoming uh, environmental apocalypse. We can't. Like, how can we? How can we fight for our our existence as a species when we can't even? We got an independence. Agree that we're right. Exactly. We got got an independence day. That shit. 
what we need is for Donald Trump to tweet his head on Bill Pullman's body. Oh, he tried that? It didn't work? Shit. Well, I got nothing then. Well, that's fine. I've got a song for us. I've got a song for us to get the fuck out of here. This was a long one. If you made it this far, I love you. You did, you did great. <laughs> you did great. Um, I think I'm going to go. This one's a little more chilled out like i forget what i call it it's like a, it's just like a gangster rap song but it's um but there's no rapping in it it's just not yet it's just the instrumental but i'm serious we got to do a do a thing you know we'll fucking do let's it let's do a thing we'll fucking do it man make me some beats yo send some beats but anyway yeah i'm holiday rob i'm uh loki sapfoot yeah yeah and there's some tunes and uh we'll see you next week does this have a name this gangster rap tune uh it it doesn't i don't know what it's just a it's just a random gangster rap tune all right that's what we'll call it random gangster rap tune cool check it out we'll see you next week later everybody don't watch ghostbusters it's not worth it i give it a d plus watch blood quantum instead yeah watch that shit